On this episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Adam Fornwall. Adam is the Assistant Director of Athletics and Sports Information at Cecil College. This is Connor Newcomb from the Locked On Orioles podcast. For athletes of all types, both on and off the field, the Sports Medicine Institute at LifeBridge Health is a game changer. Led by board-certified physicians using state-of-the-art equipment, the Sports Medicine Institute at LifeBridge Health will have you back to what you love. To learn more, go to www.lifebridgehealth.org slash sportsmedicine or call 410-870-7940. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to players scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Adam, thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate this. Thank you for having me. So as everybody knows, I usually start with a little banter about finding my studio. It's in this weird little quirky uh, neighborhood in Hampton, but we're not in Hamden. Ham, Hamden. We're not in Hamden, hun. We're That's not right. in Hamden, Adam. Where right. are we? No. Where are we, sir? We are in Northeast Maryland, and yes, that is a city, not a direction. It's also a direction. I drove northeast to get yes, here. Yes, you did drive northeast to get here, but uh, someone genius, smarter than I am, I guess, said, hey, why don't we name it Northeast Maryland? So here we are. It works for me. We're not far from Rising Sun. Yes, we are right down the street from Rising Sun, um, probably five, ten minutes uh, north, I guess you could say. So Cecil College. Yes. Cecil County. Yep. Just across the Susquehanna River from Harford County. Something it, like that. It's one of those rivers. Yeah, right over the bridge. Right over the yeah. big bridge. Yep, that big windy bridge that no one likes taking and yeah. we're this is a nice place i was walking and i walked past the basketball court nice clean yeah. there's yeah. this little cutout right above the bleachers <laughs> or where you could like grab a video camera have you ever stood there for a game adam yes um when i was a student here i would come and watch some games and then obviously when i was uh um working here originally um i first started looking at where i would put cameras i'm like this is a pretty good place they cut it out well they built this building very nicely so how old is um, it because it looks pretty new oh it's maybe 10 years um 15 years somewhere around there um when i was a student in high school this was being built um and then the new math building that's at the front of the campus um was built when i was here my first year in 2015 so it's about 10 15 years old so, so it's held up well we're dating you yeah, a little bit. It yeah. usually takes a while before a I get bit. into ages and numbers yeah. like that. I'm almost 30 now. I can't believe it. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> well, let's go back. I do this all the time. I jump way ahead and I start talking about the now, but we got to find out a little bit about Adam so that people listening know when you know what you're, where you're coming from. Yeah. High school. Did you go to high school up here? Yes. Uh, I went to Northeast High School, which is right down the street. Um, so I'm a local boy. Uh, come good, I guess you could say. I did, did what I was supposed to do and came back, and now I'm serving my community. So, class of 2012. So, tell me about your time at Northeast. Did you play any sports? Yeah, I uh, played high school. Uh, I was left bench, left cheerleader, uh, whatever you want to say. Um, but I uh, played my freshman year, and then I injured my elbow, so I had to sit out a year. Um, didn't make the team my junior year, and then my senior year, I made the team. So, 
uh, more of a moral guy, GPA booster, whatever you want to say. So, well, that's important. There's, so, so I wouldn't, I don't, wouldn't put the bench, uh, you know, down so much. Whether you're you're not getting a lot of playing time, yeah. Because I was at a game last night and I looked over at the bench and they were all just kind of laying back, yeah, and yeah, not getting into it, yeah. And a few days before that was a different game. The, the bench was hyped and they were, yeah. And it was totally different atmosphere. It was the bench is important. That started out really when I was um, in just getting into college, um, kind of like that bench mob or bench mafia whatever you want to call it depending on the school um the different celebrations and things like that um that really didn't start until i i was in college so i was kind of on the back end of of the bench being quiet <laughs> so you left northeast and you yeah. went on went on to your professional academic career where, where'd you go after that so i started off at the broadcasting institute in maryland um unfortunately that no longer exists but it was a great program for me i really learned a lot got my certificate in sports broadcasting with a focus in tv and then I went to Cecil College, as I mentioned, for a couple of years, um, got my associate's degree in visual communications. And then I finished up uh, at Liberty University with my bachelor's degree in sport management. And now I'm currently focused on my master's at Liberty Online in sport administration. Well, you knew what you were doing. You, yes. You came out of high school and was like, I know what I'm going to do. And That's what I'll say now. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> um, you asked my parents if I knew what I was doing, they'd probably be like, oh, I don't know. Um, kind of saw the writing on the wall. I knew I was a good broadcaster, but it's a very difficult business to get into, as you know. Um, and said, well, how do I combine all of these things? Found sport management, sports information. Here I am. All right. So let's, here is this the test part of the podcast. Sure. So we're going to do a mascot test and uh -oh. see, see how you can do. Do you remember the Northeast High School mascot? They are the Indians. Nice. Yes. All right. I'm guessing the Broadcast Institute did not have any teams. The Bengals. No teams. Okay. You got me for a second there. <laughs> so let's move on to Cecil. When you were a student at Cecil College, what was their mascot? We are the Seahawks. If no. I don't know that one, I'll be fired. So considering you work here now, <laughs> that would be uh, something not good. Did you know a Seahawk isn't a real bird? I did not. It's not a real bird. That's not an actual, if you would say, oh, look, a Seahawk, that's incorrect. It can be a type of hawk, but there is nothing actually referred to as a Seahawk. Interesting. Yep. Do the people in Seattle know this? <sighs> I don't know. Good question. We'll have to reach out to yeah, someone. Yeah, because I looked it up when I started. I'm like, is this Seahawk a real bird? No, it's not. All right. Yep. We'll get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> how about how about Liberty University? Where is Liberty? It is in Lynchburg, Virginia. It's about five hours south from where we are right now. Um, it is near uh, about a couple hours north of Virginia Tech. Um, it's south of JMU, so it's kind of in the middle. Okay. Um, it is the mascots of flames. A lot of people think they're the eagles because the bird that represents them are the eagles, but they're the flames. Got it. So, yeah. It's not the flaming eagles. It's nope. It's just the eagles. Liberty Flames. Got it. Yep. Very good. Did you participate in athletic events there? Did you do broadcasting? Were you an intern? Did you point a camera? Did you work the radio? I did a lot. <laughs> I did. Give, give me some of them. Yeah, I did everything while I was there. Um, I started out, um, walked right up to this man named Donnie Andrus, who was at uh, Liberty at the time running the Liberty Flames Sports Network. This was kind of before they jumped onto the ESPN Plus bandwagon. And uh, I said, hey, this is my resume. This is what I've done. Uh, most of the time when you're coming in as a new student, they make you wait a year or two. You get behind a camera, whatever, before they give you broadcast opportunities. He looked at my resume and said, wow, you're like, you've kind of already paid your dues. Um, so they threw me right on, um, had me doing hockey. I was doing um, club hockey, uh, um, ACHA, D1, D2, D3, women's D1, D2. Um, did some soccer, lacrosse at the end of it as well. Um, I was on the radio for them. Uh, for what's called um, 90.9 The Lights. Um, I was there for my entirety of the 
duration of my stint at Liberty. I won four Associated Press of the Virginia's Awards while I was there. Um, so we were very successful. Got to interview some big people that you will see on your TV today, actually, um, that were kind of starting out in the business. We were able to interview them, and then um, they went on the bigger things, Cassie Hubbard being one of them. Um, so, yeah, everything from radio to TV. Um, I worked games from behind the scenes as well. My last semester there basically was working behind the scenes, football, basketball, baseball. So, yeah, you name it. I've, I pretty much did it there on all aspects, you know, so all I'm fronts. Gonna, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here. And I know yeah. picking a favorite sport maybe, especially if you're working in the field, maybe like asking a parent to pick their favorite child. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to challenge you too much on this one, but if you had to pick a favorite, even if it's just a smidgen more at Liberty, sure. what did you have the most fun calling? Because there's a pretty big difference between calling baseball, for example, yes. versus hockey or yes. basketball, because hockey, basketball, it's always going. Yeah. So, but baseball is a little more laid back. It's a little more conversational. My favorite sport to call is hockey because it's fast um, and it's just so it can change on a dime. There's, uh, it's always something going on. There's always a, you know, a puck going somewhere. Um, women's hockey is a little bit taller than the men, harder to call than the men's game. Um, most of the time at the collegiate level, they won't have names on the back of their uniforms. Where the men's game, they do. So it's a little bit harder. The women's game, they can't check. Um, and it's a lot more of uh, uh, turnovers in, uh, in possession. So if you're not watching great women's hockey, it can be very sloppy at times. Whereas the men's game, it really doesn't matter what level it is. They're kind of compete harder. They can check more. This is a more physical game, so it's easier to call. Um, but I've been calling a lot of solo hockey recently, women's hockey, and that's been a challenge for me, but it's a great experience. But overall, I'd have to say hockey's my favorite. Yeah, for sure. So I, it, I was I was thinking at some point we got to get past your academic career, move into your <laughs> professional career, so yeah. people know. But it's kind of like there was a blur. It sounded like there was this kind of blend of I started as a student and as I progressed through my. You were actually working in the field even before you graduated. Yeah, and I never really lost the student tag. I mean, I, I took a break my first year um, out of out of college and took kind of a. Uh, break from my schooling. I'd been in school for so long. Um, I just kind of wanted to get out and, and work. Um, but then I got right back in with my master's. It really never felt like I left the student portion of it. I've always been a student. Uh, maybe not so much the athlete part, but definitely the student part. And I've always loved athletics. So yeah, it's definitely been a blend, but it's it's a positive blend for me. At some point you stopped working for credits and started working yeah. for money. Yes. So this is good. Yes. Um, first job out of school. Do you remember? Um, I actually worked at Olympia Sports. Um, they were pretty prevalent around the area. Um, my parents, when I grew up, were always, when I was in high school, were always saying, school is your job. Once you get out of school, high school, um, you know, you can work and go to school if you can balance it. And I wanted to do that. Um, and sporting goods made sense. Sales made sense. It sounded like something that, you know, was something that I wanted to be involved in, get a nice discount as well on sporting goods, shoes, things like that. Um, and so I thought, okay, like, let's try that. So I ended up working there for almost, oh gosh, uh, 20, I got it right out of high school. So 2012, I think I left probably 2016. So I was almost there for five years as well. Um, and they closed short, a lot of their stores shortly after they sold right around COVID. Um, and they're primarily now up north in Massachusetts and in, in that area. So I worked there for about five years selling sneakers and athletic gear and learning the different sports, learned a lot about field hockey. We sold a lot of field hockey sticks, um, just things like that, just kind of learning sales. So first job as a collegiate sports professional, would that be Hartford? Um, full-time big boy job. Yeah. Yeah. You, big boy job. Yeah, big boy job. Hartford community college. Um, I, my last semester at Liberty, I came home and, uh, worked remote. Um, I didn't have any classes left. I just had an internship. 
So I kind of designed it that way so I could go home, be local, and and find a place around here to get started kind of forward thinking. Um, and I sent I couldn't find anything. And I sent an email just on a whim to a man named Mark Winkle, actually spelled his last name incorrectly, sent him another email with the same thing with his name spelled correctly. Uh, don't know why I did that, but I did. And I said, hey, I'm looking for an internship. I'll work for free. And uh, I don't care. I'll, I'll just come in and do 400 hours. I need this for my class. And he said, well, based off your resume and the fact that you're literally willing to work for free at any time, I'll have to take you. I found out later he could have paid me. And I always hold it to him. But uh, I was used to working for free at that point. So it didn't really matter much. Um, and I ended up linking up there. Mark left in the summer, put in a good word for me with the new administration. And I was accepted uh, in August, late August of 2018. So do you find that to be the case in this profession? Um, uh, many times your first job, whether it's an internship in college or your first job out of college, ends up being free or, or something close to it because you got to kind of prove yourself because people want to know you can do the job. Yeah, it's definitely more prevalent around, um, I've found actually around more of the four-year level. Um, at, thankfully, at both institutions that I've been at, at the two-year level, the junior college level, um, we've been able to pay our part-time workers, which is excellent. Um, we do bring in interns from time to time from other four-year universities, but um, for here at Cecil College, it's called an athletic technician. And typically, they're um, student athletes or students on campus, maybe members of the community that um, want to stay involved in athletics, are interested in other things. Um, they work all of our games. You'd be surprised at the level and the spots that we put them in to run a game. Um, they're very important positions, things like a shot clock during basketball, scoreboard during baseball, volleyball. Um, they're kind of doing the work that, that I can't do while I'm staying down doing stats. So, yeah, a lot of them are, are free. I started off doing a lot of free positions, um, but they're thankfully – for the um, people that I bring into the business, I'm able to pay both 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 positions I've been in. We've been able to pay part-time workers. That's cool. Well, thank you, Mark Winkle. Yes. Uh, when you were at Harford. I think he's yes. moved on and gone somewhere else since yeah, then. Yeah, he's at Howard Community College. Yep. He will uh, uh, never forget. let me forget that he brought me into this business and he can take me out of it. Uh, he's a good guy. He does great work down there. Him and uh, Mike Smelkinson, who I also worked at Harford, they're both at Howard Community College now and they run a uh, excellent uh, tight ship there at, at Howard. So. Very cool. You left Harford and you found your home back here at Cecil? Yeah, so I spent four years, um, including a long uh, couple of uh, year and a half, I guess, through COVID. Um, thankfully, Harford kept me on. Uh, it was a great place to work. Um, kind of came back through the end of uh, 2021 into 2022. Kind of things started to settle down and um, was kind of looking for that next step in my career. Uh, wanted to advance. I was doing what was they label as manager of sports information and game operations there, um, which is a great role. It really helped me learn and, and learn under people and, and make mistakes. Um, and then when I saw the position open up here, um, I was familiar with our athletic director, Ed Durham, uh, who does an excellent job, someone that I've kind of admired from afar, had conversations with. We spent a lot of time last year during the baseball tournament at Hartford, he's the baseball chair, um, and he was uh, our region representative and our district representative as well. And so I got to spend some time with more some time with him and, and had a familiar relationship with him. Job came available. Um, things just kind of fell into place. I was able to take some time and, and interview, and it really went well for me. And um, I think that knowledge of the junior college level was what set me apart, and I was able to uh, take this position. 
And this position is, I'm going to see if I can get it right again, <laughs> Assistant Director of Athletics and Sports Information. Yes. Can we talk about sports information just a second? Absolutely. I think at Hartford, one of your things you did were you managed their sports information. Yes. And here, you're also involved in sports. What does that mean? What do you, I mean, are you just the Instagram guy? Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of it. Um, some people... Um, when they look at things, they hear sports information. It means different things at different levels. So at the four-year level, a NCAA Division One, Division Two, um, Division Three, those um, sports information departments often heard also as athletic communications um, or just college sports communicators in general. Those departments are bigger. So they have two, three, four. Um, at Liberty University, it's six. Um, sometimes seven if they bring in a GA. Um, so it changes, and that role changes from place to place. My job at the junior college level is to run all of the sports information for all nine of our teams here. It was 13 at Harvard. Um, so that means basically at the home games, I am um, making sure that we have a crew to run the game, uh, making sure that our rosters are correct, our program's correct, um, I make sure the live stream set up and recording correctly. And then during the game, I'm doing stats. I'm doing public address, um, announcing timeouts, different things of that nature. And then post game, you handle all the cleanup as well. Um, so I'm doing a lot of the sports information game operations that I did at Harford here. Um, so it's, it's very similar in that role. The biggest difference being that um, with the director side, you're doing more um, eligibility and, el and um, letters of intent. Um, kind of handling more the business side of things as well. So getting to dip my toe in that as well was what intrigued me originally. But sports information is mostly um, social media, website, and then all of the home games as well. Um, and then being that kind of that middleman between the campus and the athletes and the outside uh, media at like yourself. Got it. So I told you before the show, I was going to try to call you on all your acronyms <laughs> and you only got one so far. You said, yes. talked about a GA. What's a GA? That is a graduate assistant. So um, GA positions are actually great positions to have if you can have them. Um, they're mostly found at a four-year level. Um, it's cheap labor in a way, <laughs> putting it lightly. Um, it's, it's someone who is interested in being in that field and essentially you give them free schooling or, or somewhat of a schooling. Occasionally there's, um, so it's usually full tuition. Occasionally they give you housing or a food stipend. And in return, they work in your department for a certain amount of time. Um, usually it's two years until that degree has been completed. So it's a, a labor for schooling, money, in general, is it is it generally people that already have their bachelor's degree and yes. are working on a master's? Yeah, yeah. Generally, uh, they have to have their bachelor's degree to be a graduate. Oh, definitely. Um, to be a graduate okay. assistant, you're going to graduate school. Um, usually, you have to be accepted into their program. You have to be accepted in, into a degree path. Um, that was a route that I considered taking with Liberty. Ultimately, I decided to return home. Um, it was more beneficial to me financially kind of started towards saving on the things that I wanted to do. Whereas with a GA, you're kind of living off Liberty's dime or whoever it might be. Um, and I would have definitely learned a lot there, but I feel like jumping into the junior college world, the JUCO world really put my feet to the fire, especially going from as big of a pond as Liberty was and is to this day, even it's grown even more since I left to the junior college level where, you know, you are that guy, um, puts a lot of, um, not just pressure on you, but it's, it's finding out who you are and what you want to do. So, now, I, I stumbled across your profile because I was looking on social media and it was a post from an organization. Now, I'm going to try to remember the new name. <laughs> the old name was like COSIDA. Yes, College Sports Information Directors of America. Thank yep. you. Yep. But the new name is something else because they decided it didn't really represent 
exactly what they yeah. wanted it to represent. The new name, do you have So that? it's College Sports Communicator. It might even be collegiate, but I'm pretty sure it's college. College Sports Communicators. Um, the thought process, uh, at least we were told, <laughs> behind that was with the pandemic kind of changing things that a lot of schools – um, actually got rid of their sports information departments and just kind of lumped them into oh. into their their on-campus communications. Sure, sure. And those people were kind of left out because it's not necessarily people that work in sports. They may not consider themselves sports information directors. They're just a communications person, a marketing person, whatever that might be in that certain role. And there's a lot of different titles um, outside of just sports information or athletic communications um, but generally speaking, those are the two big ones. So you turn that into college sports communicators, you kind of lump it more into um, what everybody is doing. And that also can include then um, your marketing people um, that are uh, your graphic designers. Um, it, it, it just, it more incorporates everyone and you're, uh, you're, you're not leaving out people. We also have a, a, um, a big Canadian conglomerate that is a part of, what was Cosida? Well, you're calling it America. You're not calling it the Americas because that would include Canada. But so that also takes out the regional aspect or the national aspect out of it and just says, hey, anyone that's part of college sports communicating, you can come and join our group. So it was confusing to me why they did that. And it didn't make yeah. sense immediately. But when you explain it, I get it. It confused a lot of people as well. Um, and I, I'm fine with the name. It's, it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's a name. I loved Cosida. It kind of rolled off the tongue yeah. csc's a little bit more kind of roadblocky but it works for what they're trying to accomplish for sure very good so at this point in the podcast we know a little bit about you and i yeah. tend to think hey you know you're working here at cecil college you've got experience across the area with lots of different athletes and i and a lot of the guests i have on i ask them you know is there advice or something they would like to share with a potential student athlete sure that could help them. Uh, many of the people listening are eighth or ninth graders or, mm -hmm. or 11th graders, high school, middle school, late middle school, and their parents listen to the podcast. I'm like, what kind of advice do you have for, I was going to say student athlete, but in your case, I'm sure there's a kid that thinks they're going to get into communications or, or student sports information. Yeah. Do, you, do you have advice for either an athlete or someone like that? So for the athletes, I would definitely say do not sleep on the junior college route, the two-year route. Um, it seems like there's a stigma and it continues to carry on. It's gotten better the last since I've been in, um, in, in the junior college level. There's a stigma of either a lack of knowledge of junior colleges or what they actually are. Um, some of them get bad raps, rightfully so. Others get bad raps. It's completely undeserved. Um, when I was in high school, I didn't think much of Cecil College. I was wrong. Cecil College is an excellent place to be. It's an excellent place to be a student. Not only is it um, financially advantageous to go this route for many people, um, but to be able to stay home and to understand and to kind of give back in a way to your, to your local college, um, it's definitely a route that I wouldn't sleep on. And it's a great balance of um, work life in a way. Um, yes, you are an athlete, and yes, those things take up time, practices, a lot of work, but it's not nearly the um, um, the, the level of, of what I'm trying to say here, the, the rigorous um, strain that the four-year level can take on you. Um, you will practice here, and you will you know compete, and there's plenty of games. We can treat it just like a four-year, but there's that balance still of being a student and being a, a person, having a life outside of athletics that you may not find at that four-year level um or 
if you're a student that is at that level and you want to come back and kind of reset your focus, this is a great place for that as well. Um, if you're looking to be um, in the sports information field, the best advice that I would have is to talk with someone who's already in that field now and to fully understand what that person does for a job. And whether you want to do that or not, I'll be the first person to tell you that I had no idea what the junior college level was until I got there. Um, and uh, junior college sports information. Cause as I mentioned, it's a much different picture than the picture that I got at Liberty and that's okay. Uh, you don't have to be at the top of the mountain in order to be successful and to uh, live a life and, 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 you know, be, make money for lack of a better word, have a career. That's a good I thing. Think, I think it's more of what I'm looking for there. The parents are listening to that. That's part. right. That's right. Have a career. Um, my, my family, when we were looking at this and, and we're trying to understand what this all meant and, what this looked like. We didn't know that sports information could be successful. And even, even up until the uh, last couple of years when I was interviewing and looking at other positions and things like that, the junior college level is, is a great level to be at. And if you get one of those spots, you could really stay there for the rest of your life and make a big impact in your community. So whether it's in the sports information side or as an athlete, I would highly recommend the junior college level. That's good advice. I like that. Adam, if people wanted to follow you or Cecil or both uh, yeah. social media websites, can you share any, any of those with us? So you can follow Cecil College or either Cecil Athletics or Seahawk Athletics on all of our social media accounts. Um, I believe we're Cecil on Twitter Athletics and Seahawks Athletics on Instagram. I might have this flipped, but one of those two you can pr pretty much find us. Um, CecilAthletics.com, Cecil.edu. Those are the two main websites for the college. Um, I am at real underscore Adam F on Twitter. And I believe the same on Instagram as well. So um, I don't post too much on either one of those. I'm more of a retweeter, more of a lurker. Some people would say, um, but I'm always kind of keeping up with what's going on. And um, I'm on social media all the time. It's part of my job. So um, those are the places you can find me for sure. Adam Fornwalt. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the AC sports report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.